An idea born out of Monday morning chats at the coffee machine. In this series, we chat to our guests about their going out experiences and how it shaped them. Join us, Pippa and Georgia, team members at Skiddle who love going out and miss chatting about it. Welcome to the final episode of series one of the Going Out podcast. Today we're joined by Tom from the Lottery Winners. We chatted about what it's like to release an album three days before the first lockdown, supporting Tom Jones and going out and about in Lee. It's a really positive conversation. So if you're feeling a bit um, bogged down by all the lockdown news, this is definitely one for you today. Yeah, we had a proper laugh, didn't we? We did. Enjoy. So we'd like to welcome Tom Rylance from the Lottery Winners to the Going Out podcast. Welcome. We're really excited to have you and we can't wait to hear a bit more about your Going Out experiences. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Episode eight. Episode eight. <laughs> how, how have the other seven been? They've been good. They've been good, We've yeah. This is already the best though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Far. This is like the headline <laughs> podcast. Yeah. yeah. Just for everyone who's listening we were just talking about what you top your Weetabix with because yeah. Tom's um, eating his Weetabix so in a very sad um, way but yeah Pippa yeah, said it's a very it, it is it's a melancholy bowl of Weetabix but <laughs> I think that's got to be done like I've got to a point now where I've just got to start making better choices I've made yeah. a lot of bad choices for a long time and look where it's got me I need to start making better ones so I'm on a health kick been doing a lot of walking feeling very good about my calves at the moment a lot of people a lot of people are saying that my calves look very nice (gasps) that's great I think do you know what calf is like a underappreciated body part muscle yeah I think think you've got good good calves you're winning is that a defined yeah. Couldn't be more defined. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't use mine as the example for the for the normal friend. Mine's an exceptional car. Exactly. I'll um, we'll come short. I'll keep my eyes out next time we see you. <laughs> when it's short weather, we'll be like, whoa, let's have a look out. at those calves. Um, so <laughs> you grew up in Lee, which is not far from Wigan, but yeah. Well, I'm from Chorley, so not far from there. I used to spend a good few. I was at my time in Wigan growing up. So, what um, to in Wigan? Were you going out there? Going out on King Street or nice. something terrible. Um, <laughs> so, what was growing up in Lee like for you and what were your first going out experiences? Growing up, like, if, if anybody's not been to Lee, I'll briefly describe it for you in the best way that I can. Lee is like the ashamed family uncle. Like, maybe he's made some bad choices. Perhaps at family meals, he falls asleep in, in his meal. Like, you don't hate him because he's family. You, you're kind of obliged to love him in a way. And if he died, you would be sad. <laughs> Yeah. But it would also be a bit of a relief for the family. <laughs> That's Lee. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, I've got this connection to it, so I have to like it a bit, but I'm under no illusions that it, it is awful. <laughs> it's an awful oh, place to be. But it has a special place in your heart, for sure. It does, just like a crap uncle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't everyone feel like that about their hometowns? I think so, you know, because I feel like that's a really good analogy that I might borrow to describe where I'm from. Yeah. You can use it. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Like, I think Lee's a special case. Um, It's pretty bad. (laughs) It is pretty bad. I mean, it's good for like charity shops 
and if you like pasties and bakeries because that's Ooh. all it is really yeah but, so um, and this... i do like both of those things yeah so where were you going out when you were in lee what, what there's like go... three clubs nice. in lee it used to be called Bliss, but now it's called Quay. And there's Cafe Stella, which is right next door. And then there's Pulp, which and and you do them in that order. And then, but you know, if you're in Pulp, it's like approaching six in the morning, <laughs> and you've made some bad decisions. Yeah, <laughs> some bad choices like, have made you end up in Pulp. Yeah, yeah. I've always, and then you get this moment of instant realization and regret when you're in there, and then it's home time. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to Casbah or Godfather for a takeaway. And they're the best places in Lee, but they're not good. <laughs> what kind of music's being played? Um, terrible music, really. Well, <laughs> in Quay, I know the DJ. So every time I walk in, he puts one of my songs on and he still thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> and I just don't. So other than that, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's just the same as everywhere else, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not some kind of party animal. I did I did have my time going out quite a lot, but now I just feel too sad and old. I think I always, at 18, I felt sad and old. Yeah. Going out. Were, um, you, were you going out from 18 or were you going out when you were younger than that? Because I feel like if you go out when you're younger than that, by the time you get to 18, you do feel old. You've done it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going out when I was younger than that. But um, I've never really looked old enough, but I always got away with it. I don't know. Mm. don't know why. Were you using like but, yeah. a fake ID? No, I never had a fake ID. You didn't I don't think many people in the world look like me, which is <laughs> good for them. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Don't say oh, that. Do you not have a family members or something that you borrowed? No, my brothers are younger. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. I feel like though... It's probably a really generic thing to say, but I went out with no ID in Wigan at 17. And just because I was taller than all my friends, they just let me in. So like, I do think it has something to say about the area. Yeah, that you can get. Yeah, you can go out without I think ID. It's very relaxed. Well, <laughs> yeah. I used to go out in Wigan from being like really, really young. But I used to go to like this under 18s night, which like defined my childhood. Really, it was called Cafe Nirvana, and it was just like an absolute mosh. We all used to sneak booze in, so I was, guess I was out in clubs drinking from being like 13. But it, that defined my childhood and and helped me find who I was as a person. And I still, like, if you see someone in, in, in the street in Wigan from the calf days, then there's always a little nod of approval. Like, that was a real big part of growing up for me. Oh, calf. Yeah, oh. my brother used to go to calf. Really? Yeah, yeah it was a big deal. It, it was it was a big I was pretty cool there. <laughs> like, you, you probably know that. Like, a lot of people were saying that I was one of the main people. Everyone liked me. Big name. Well, I did my first ever campus. gig there yeah. too. A Beanock. Yeah. Sorry, what did you say? I said I, I did my first ever gig there too, which is was mad. So it was a real big part of like my developing into the man I am today. So when you say it's a big part, was that because um, you met like-minded people there or was it more kind of the atmosphere, the music that kind of inspired you? Yeah, it was everything. It was, uh, I I guess it was like the place for all the social outcasts to hang out and be social. And yeah, so I met loads of people that were weird and I love weird people, Uh, you know, Girls, it was an introduction into the world of girls. Uh, not that I ever had any success there, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was um, that was a, a really defining 
part of my childhood. I used to love that because it was on every Thursday night, but then they opened on Tuesdays as well. And only like the hardcore went on Tuesdays and I went every Tuesday and Thursday. It was great. Tapping off with girls and that and uh. <laughs> <laughs> drinking secret vodka. Yeah. Those underage nights were crazy. I remember like being in one for someone in my class's like birthday and everyone was in like a tutu and like neon paint <laughs> and I like hated it. And every and I remember people smoking and this is an under 18s night and like smoking in clubs is, is mad to think now anyway, but that's my memory of my underage teen experience I did not go yeah I was wearing a lot of tutus (laughs) (laughs) I actually remember those days I did have a brief part of when we used to go to like the chavy kind of clubs and everyone was in tutus that was a thing for a while wasn't it like neon tutus yeah it was horrible I remember my dad dropping me off and he was like you ain't got the memo here and everyone in the queue was dressed in neon stuff and I was like in jeans like (laughs) I think that's a good thing though and looking back it's a great thing (laughs) good decision and what kind of music were you listening to in those days like what were the artists that you loved well I never really I guess like Catherine Havana and stuff was all about like metal music and angry bands that were all angry at the parents and that. But I was never really too into that. I never really subscribed to it. It was more like I loved Nirvana. Um, I still do. And I loved, I from a really early age, just absolutely adored the Smiths. I, I remember my mate Sam uh, playing me, frankly, Mr. Shankly, that was the first thing that he showed me. And I, would, I must have been like a, a very early teenager. And just hear, hearing like Morrissey's voice and these strange lyrics that, I, you know, that were quite funny. And I was like, is, I, is this a joke? I, I don't get it. And then jumping into the Smiths back catalogue and just being like, oh, this is about me. This is how I feel. And so that was really important for me growing up, finding the Smiths. And then Morrissey got all racist. And now I'm embarrassed of having two tattoos of him. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got of his face? Well, I had the first one done. It's, it's a little drawing of him there. Um, and it says it takes strength to be gentle and kind, which I, I believe. But it didn't look like Morrissey at all. It just looked like Wolverine. Perfect. <laughs> just say that's something else. <laughs> that's add Wolverine. That's probably a good quote for Wolverine, it. though. Yeah. It probably is. I'm going to pretend it was Wolverine. <laughs> but then a tattoo artist saw it and he was like, I need to do you a better one than that. So I got a second Morrissey portrait on the back of my arm there, except he must have done it right. He accidentally did Rick Astley. <laughs> So <laughs> it just looks like Rick Astley. Oh, Again, gosh. could be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, might I might have dodged a bullet there, to be honest. Yeah. Did Rick Astley's never said anything yeah. wrong. He's <laughs> a lovely man. I, I know Rick, he's nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw a video of him doing something with you, wasn't it? They, yeah, was... we did like a, a little TV show. For, I got way better guests than you. I had Rick Astley. You got I know, oh, I know. <laughs> I feel a bit stunned there. Yeah, we did number. a little show and we had, we had some like pretty famous people come on there, which was insane. And Rick was well. Sick. Did you tell him about the tattoo? I didn't actually. No, I might text him <laughs> now. I've, got, I've genuinely got his number. That's a good number. I've got Rick Astley's number. You'll I have never, to text never him. That would happen. You'll have to text him because otherwise we're going to out you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. I'll text him. <laughs> is um, that the most, um, is that the greatest number you've got in your phone? It's always a nice Rick question. Astley. Yeah. It's a solid mm, contender. No, my mum is my best one. That's <laughs> nice. the one I use the most. <laughs> I don't know. I've got some pretty, I've got some pretty good people. Nice. 
Oh, keeping yeah. him, his cards close to his chest there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all, it's all happened really quickly. Like, I never had famous people in, in my phone, but like, I'm not a famous person or anything. Or I don't hang out with them. But just like recently this year, something's happened where I think it's just easier to talk to everyone. Like, so, yeah. like, even though we're all not socializing, I feel like I've made so many more friends this year than I would usually, which is strange. Yeah, we were going to kind of segue into um, everything that you've done this year, despite your album coming out. Was it like pretty much before, right before lockdown? Days before. Oh. Yeah, it was it was literally we were doing the album release promo like going into HMVs and stuff and doing the signings that was as Boris was coming on the TV and like and the gigs were just falling off yeah. off the gig list as as we were going it was like yeah. it was like the film twister like the the tornado was behind us and we were trying to run away from it um, oh, what was what was that like what was that whole experience it was pretty like? intense and I feel like I wish I'd have captured it and how we were all feeling at that time because like, it was devastating because we waited 10 years to release that album and, and we'd been through so many hard times trying to actually get it out there and it was like it felt like it was our moment and then it just felt so typical like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that you know it was our fault but like COVID just felt like of course that's happened to us like, I know it's not happened to us it happened to everybody but it was like of course that's happened to us that is just our law mm. um, so it was I was really sad for, for like five minutes and then I thought there's absolutely no point just wallowing around in my knickers <laughs> because what, what's that going to do and we just got to work and we haven't stopped since yeah it That's, looks like yeah. you've done some pretty amazing things over this time it's amazing that you've been able to pick yourself up so quickly really and just get back to being creative and being to work because it was such a like it just knocked everything over like, yeah. I, I, all the schedules just went pff, everything everyone wanted to complete in the year and it's it's been hard to get like back into the the mindset really with all this chaos around so it's amazing that you've you guys have done that yeah and it wasn't easy and and there's still times where it's not easy now and like but i know i'm really sensitive and i I have to distract myself and i I have to do things like make sure i get up early and make sure that i've i like to try and go to bed every day having created something whether that's like write a song or make a video or draw a picture or write a poem doesn't matter i just want to like bring something into the world that day and then i can kind of sleep at night and if I don't, then it makes me feel all anxious. I think I'm like quite strange. So yeah, that's what I've just been making sure that I can do. And, uh, you know, pushing myself to do it, I suppose. And the rest of the band as well, like we're all in, we're all the same. I just don't know what we'd have done without it. Like, I really don't know what we'd have done without the focus of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've spoken to people in previous episodes about what they've done to like re- remain creative and if that's been a struggle at all. And, you know, some people write their music based on experiences and you're not you're not able to go out and have those experiences to write about. So it's good to hear that you've managed to stay creative in some capacity over the over the time but you've clearly been really creative with all like the interviews and like live streams and everything that you've been doing so has that been something that's managed to keep you quite calm and excited and is that some I don't know I suppose that's a different thing than what you would have done this year so you're happy you've done that as an alternative yeah yeah, I I think it was always important for us to uh, to just like do things it didn't matter what do things so we were like well let's just do this TV show it doesn't matter no one maybe no one will watch it but 
but we'll have fun making it. And we do like stupid little challenges and, you know, like great interviews with people. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was a really good part of it. But also on top of that, like we did this covers album, like quite early on where it never, we never intended it to be a covers album. We were just like, let's make some music. And um, so we just like send each other parts and then put little videos together that kind of like ended up with us doing it with a full orchestra and they'd all send the parts and film it at home. And it was just like, wow. And the first time I heard that, I was like, this is special. So I was, I was really proud of that. That then became an album which got released and got in the charts, which was insane. And then um, on top of all that, I was kind of do, from doing the covers. It was weird. It was like a study. So if 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 there's all these songs that you really like and you admire, but you've, you've only ever listened to them, you've never actually dissected them and looked inside and, and had a look at the cogs and, and what and what makes them work and why that chorus lifts so much and why that gives me goosebumps. So I, I, I got inside all those songs and used it as a study and then wrote like 30 songs, 40, probably more. I've, I've probably written like 200 songs but like 50 of them have been good or something um this year and so there was all there was that and then I've been to studios we've recorded it so we've got albums ready it's the best stuff we've ever written so I don't know like there is like a silver lining to all of this for creative people like I needed yeah. this time I didn't have it otherwise I was just always in a van or in some services eating a sausage roll and now <laughs> I'm talking to you eating wheat a bit yeah <laughs> it's crazy to think that like because I think everyone's doing it like where would I be right now if like COVID didn't happen like would these things and it's it seems to have in a way been a positive way to make you guys think creatively in a really gets out, get outside reality. of the box yeah well it's given everyone a bit of time and space and I think that's like two of the most important um, ingredients to to creating things like so I, I definitely did need it and I'm thankful for it but I, it was you know it's been a really bad time. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I miss like the only reason that I ever wanted to be in a band is because I want to get on stage and know that people like me and I need those <laughs> applauses and that affirmation. So it's been really hard not having that. Yeah. We um we saw that your um socially distanced gig has recently been rescheduled. Yeah. Um can you tell us more about that gig and why it's on and um Yeah, well we've we've been trying like since this happened to like we we had one of the, do you remember the driving gigs where they were a thing? Yeah. So we had one of them. It was like a stadium gig and it sold out. And it was like, it was like going to be in the next couple of days. And then that one got pulled and I was oh. like, oh God. And then our tour, our debut album tour, which feels like it's never going to happen. Like we've got some big gigs on there and that just keeps getting pushed back and back and back. And then they offer for um, independent venue week. I think it was this Academy gig, um, the socially distanced one we got offered. It was supposed to be at the end of January. And then obviously that's not going to happen now. So that's now been pushed back to April. I feel like our tour is probably going to be now September and I don't know I just want it all to be over and this is just I don't know I don't yeah. know I'm just taking it day to day it's hard to get excited over gigs anymore because they've just all keep disappearing yeah but yeah I suppose we experience that don't we We've experienced our line it of work. on the other on the other side as well yeah, of <laughs> having gigs that have been rescheduled and kind of watching it from a skiddle point of view yeah but it's been great to see the confidence that customers do have in attending a socially yeah. distanced gig mm. and how desperate people are to yeah, get totally. out and there's been some people who've done it 
and being so like, well when yeah. it was allowed to have a socially distanced gig. So oh, yeah. I have faith that but even like the fact that you were going to do one a driving like that's amazing that people are thinking out like you know trying to abide by the law make everyone safe but how can we like actually enjoy the music that we love in a yeah life? of course yeah i was really looking forward to that i thought it would have been like a timestamp, like one of those memories um you know like a time capsule like i would have yeah. had the photograph for the memory of just looking out to loads of cars and that would never happen again yeah, that's so, so I, I was actually yeah it's a bit black mirror but i was kind of yeah. like looking forward to that mm. um but yeah, and people have been great. Like, I don't think many people have even refunded the tickets that, for the tour that was supposed to be last March, yeah. which now might not even be till this September. Like, people are hanging in there, and I think they understand how, how much artists are struggling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, um, you know, people are really supportive. Yeah. What's it been like um, engaging with like your like social media fans? Has it been like easier because everyone, like you say, is being more connected? Has that been like a different experience for you? I think we'll, I don't know if it, this is every band or not because I've only been in this one. But like I, I hate saying fans, but I like community. It's like a family. It is so strange. I feel like I know everybody. Like there's like a Facebook fan club, and then we all just chat in there and um we do weekly zoom calls with people and we just all hang out like i had one last night i was having a bad day yesterday it was just like i was having a real nothing day like i was so bored and i got on that zoom call and there's like 25 people on there and i just laughed for the whole time and like yeah like honestly i don't know what i'd have done without all those people it's just that's amazing it's so nice yeah yeah. community do you, what's like what so what's what do you get up to on like the zoom calls is it just like a big open chat yeah basically it's just us showing each other our pets <laughs> <Nice>. but, <laughs> but um yeah no it's quite it's really nice it's funny it, everyone's really nice and funny and we just it's become like this regular thing we do every week yeah and um oh that's lovely how yeah, your, really, yeah. How have your bandmates been coping during this time as well? Uh, everyone's pretty down, I, I suppose, but like we've just stayed focused, and uh, and I feel like we talk to each other even more now than we ever did. Like it's just it's like a constant Zoom call with with my band. Like <laughs> we're always just talking to each other, and but that's the way it's always been. Like we've been a band now for like twelve years, so yeah, um, we're we're really close, and it's like we just are. Our family, a dysfunctional family, and we just talk to each other constantly anyway. And we can be really open and honest with each other. And I think that's really good because you get to a point of friendship where you can tell someone if they're being a knob. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's the that's the level we're at. Yeah. Now. So we can all tell each other we're being knobs and we can all <laughs> and it's really nice and we're all really supportive of each other. And yeah, yeah I really love I really love the people in my band. How, genuinely out of them. interest then, how did you meet each other and when did you decide to form a band? Well, I met Rob uh, who plays guitar in the band when I was in year 10 at school because I got kicked out of the school I was going to for being a bad boy renegade. <laughs> and um, Rob was like dead swatty at school, like proper <laughs> nerd. And uh, like he, they knew that I played music and they knew that Rob played music. So they decided that Rob should be like my buddy and show me around the school. And so I met Rob and he showed me around the school. And then we had to have this like secret relationship for the rest of school <laughs> where I would not let anybody know I was hanging out with him because <gasps> I was so cool and he wasn't. Uh, and uh, we used to like have secret 
secret meetings where we go and like jam radiohead songs and stuff um and then one day we just we came out as friends and uh it was fine <laughs> It, have you watched Normal People? Did I've you, not seen it. Oh, no. There's a say. lot of willies in it, I heard, so I'm not interested. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, it sounds like Connell, Connell and Marianne's yeah. relationship. Secret. Kept it secret during school. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like me and Rob, yeah. It was a big secret. And then um, I met Kate and Joe, were also best friends at school, at a different school. Yeah. And we kind of all just came together. It was so weird. Like, me and Rob were like, let's start a band. Um, and we put we put the poster up for the bass player in the local guitar shop just as Katie Lloyd was walking in. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. And it was just like fate and then that's, that's where we met and then we were chatting on MSN, that's how long ago it was. Oh. And, and then we did days. our first like rehearsal and stuff. Oh yeah. wow. Do you think it's crazy how like one little thing, like you for example, like being kicked out of school or whatever and being partnered with a, a boy to like be your mentor or whatever is literally turned into like your like career yeah it's strange it's like this this whole sequence of like tiny events well that that was tiny not for my mum at the time (laughs) (laughs) the whole sequence of tiny events just like lead you where you are don't they like yeah Yeah. it's crazy it's meant to be so do you think working with your like friends is like a positive in making music or because I feel like I've heard from some bands who are in bands with friends and sometimes if something needs correcting they feel like they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings that because they're like oh it's my friend they're doing what they love it's not like that with us yeah. I think we enjoy hurting each other's feelings <laughs> well you want to get the best out of everyone you don't rubbish you? while you're in those shoes are crap <laughs> we, we, oh, you know it's uh no we're really honest with each other it's gotta be done the there, hasn't it, it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you, is it you who writes all the music or do you do it collectively? Yeah, I write, I kind of write everything, yeah. Yeah. A bit. Are you going to annoy them by but, saying that? <laughs> no, it's... We'll get the other ones on the podcast. The, the, it's the way it's always been. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm quite a prolific songwriter and um, I just bring, I bring the, the song to the band and then it does get changed. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I am, I am the songwriter and I think they like it that way because it's less work. Maybe someone will get a tattoo of your face on their arm, and then twice people will say it looks like. Yeah, it it'll look like the whole car or something. Yeah. Rick Astley again. Yeah, maybe you could get Rick Astley to get your face on his. Arm. Yeah, Just a picture of me, but it's Alan Carr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think... hope that. I hope that one day I'm I'm a, a tattoo. People have had my lyrics tattooed, which I think is bonkers. But oh wow, yeah. it'd, be, uh, it'd be great to have a portrait. What kind of lyrics? Have they all got the best to... ones that I write. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I, I can't remember specifically any of them now, but there's been a few. How does that feel when like you you your you know your lyrics have resonated with someone so much that they would tattoo tattoo yeah. it? If it, it feels crazy. It, like I don't know because sometimes people have said to me or they come up to and said like you're this song everywhere it's got me through some real hard times and I'm like what what because then it reminds me of being a 13 year old listening to the Smiths and like I'm just like I can't believe that I've ever managed to do that and then I also go back to thinking when I was writing that song and I was just in my boxes with like kebab <laughs> down me and like, yeah, it's not quite as romantic as they maybe yeah you're, but, you're writing um, about how much you love your kebab but no one knows yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's really weird. Like we did a song uh, towards the end of last year called "Open Letter to Creatives," yeah, which was 
and just I was having a bad day and I text my friend who sings in this band called The Wonder Stuff called Miles Hunt and I was like I feel bad man like I just want to get back to normal I just want to get out on the road and stuff and then he just sent me this really encouraging message of of uh, what it meant to be a creative person and like how I can use that and I've got all these things in my fingers and just make something and, and I was just like oh yeah but he was like saying like things like don't worry if you can't because you know it'll come and I was just like oh my god and then as I was reading it I was like writing this song that became Open Letter to Creatives and you know it was never and I have to say as well my fiance Lara was texting me little bits like clear your desktop empty recycle bin and uh, they all made it into the song so although oh. she is going to be credited on the artwork <laughs> for the song I'm not going to put her on the PRS because I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's too much but yeah that open letter to creatives that was never even meant to be for anybody else that was just for me to put on yeah. and get me through that day and then I just like sent it to the band and they were like this is this is how everybody's feeling like we need to we need to put this out so we made a video and, and that had a pretty incredible response the amount of messages I had from like creative people saying oh my god I needed this today yeah thank you yeah and that was like overwhelming it was overwhelming I, I had goosebumps actually yeah, when I watched it for the first time because it kind of came just after that whole retrain kind of advert yeah. and stuff so it did resonate that like I don't know it just made it all kind of bizarre how like that message was coming from our like government to our creatives and it was like it was a really insane. great response that I feel like a lot of people needed to see a response of like people that they like resonated with yeah yeah I, I really was I cried when I watched it back because I was just like oh god it was weird because when I wrote it I just went into this trance and didn't really think about what I was writing and then afterwards when I listened to it for the first time I was just like oh yeah I did need that yeah. So yeah, I'm really proud of that. It's, it's weird because it was written in five minutes, and you know it was done in my garage. It, we've been to like some of the best recording studios in, <laughs> in the world, and did that in my garage. And I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of. Yeah, even the video itself gives me goosebumps. It's from the heart, yeah. I think. Like even when you say it's written in five minutes, that just backs up like how it, how you feel, like you're taking it in and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, everyone. Thanks <laughs> no worries. <Yeah>. And also, <laughs> speaking of goosebumps, I watched like the recap video of your 2020, and like it looks like you've done some just really amazing things. And how does that make you feel looking back on all of that? I feel like that maybe that's a good part of the process, really, is to look back and reflect. Reflect. But yeah. Yeah, I say in the song to take time to appreciate your achievements. And that was something that I had to write for me because I never, I have never done that. So like we were at, we were at Glastonbury Festival playing our first Glastonbury in 2019, and literally sat. Oh no, we hadn't even played yet, and and we're sat at the tents with uh, my manager, and I'm going, yeah, but what's next, man? What we're we doing next? What we're we gonna do? And he's like, you are at Glastonbury <laughs> now, just enjoy it. Yeah. Like, you've got, you've done this. This was important to you. You're here, enjoy it. Stop thinking about what's next. And I'm always that is me, like completely. And this year, I have definitely learned to just appreciate the moment and and the achievements and uh, and hitting those goals. So yeah, watching back the the compilation that Kate, our bass player, made of all the things we've done this year, I was just like, oh, that's insane. Considering it was supposed to be like the year that nothing happened and that everything, you know, a lot happened. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm proud yeah. of us. And thinking back to how you felt in March, thinking, oh no, like my year's ruined, and knowing that it hasn't been. In fact, it's probably been mm. more creative than ever. 
She's um, like the phoenix from Harry Potter when it yeah. dies. It just reborn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah, I wish I could go back to March last year and find myself in TK Maxx having a breakdown because I did cry in TK Maxx um, while I was oh. trying to find some like clothes to wear for a gig. And um, I wish I could just go back and put my hand on my shoulder and be like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's not going to be okay. Yeah. The world is you're gonna, gonna get be through it, and you're gonna do amazing things. So horrific, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. You will get there. Yeah, I suppose that's a great positive outlook to have. Yeah. Touching back on Glastonbury, what stage were you playing at? And if just, that was your was, goal, what's the next goal? Oh, good. Uh, we, we played on the Rabbit Hole stage, which oh. I didn't really know much about, but it was just crazy. It was dead cool, and it was so rammed it was packed like it was doing your first Glastonbury I was so nervous about it and it was just better than I could have imagined it was going to be it was just like this in this have you been to the rabbit hole I haven't we said this last week we we spoke to Kofi Stone and he's played he played at it and he said his band members couldn't get to Glastonbury so he had to just play with no band members his band forgot his ticket (laughs) Pippa has and I haven't basically it's just it's it's mad isn't it like because it's the sea, it's a secret part, but mm. yeah, continue your story anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it's like this mine. weird, like magical place where loads of weird stuff's going on, and then it's got this great big tent as well. And, um, you know, just like thousands of people in there. And I walked out onto the stage and I could not believe it. And they were all looking at me. And I thought, like, at the start, I was just like, this is just a coincidence. Like, they think <laughs> someone else is on, or, you know, like, they'll, they'll probably just get off when I start talking or just we start playing. And the whole gig, it looks like they knew all the words. I, I just felt so famous. And, good. and like it was just like oh it's all been worth it and, yeah. then, and and then immediately after when I was actually saying what's next what's next the, the day after that we got this weird email from Tom Jones's people that was just like hey do you want to come and support Tom Jones on a stadium tour like next week <laughs> yeah yes of course Which we I, do I'm sure someone got sacked for that because it was such a bad fit but like the gigs were amazing and, and you know they really did go down well we got to hang out with Tom Jones which was crazy what's he like Uh, I like a hologram like too famous (laughs) to be real it's really strange he was on Jules Holland this on the New Year episode, wasn't he? And it's just like such a legend. Must be he really is. It was he's just like too famous. So there's always a person (laughs) with him with a clipboard. And like, you know, some like security people. He's like, hello. I really enjoyed your set. Fantastic. (laughs) I'm like, what? And then we were chatting to him once just before he was going on stage, and he's like, that was fantastic. Thank you for warming the crowd up. And I was like, oh, no worries, man. And he's like, anyway, I must go. And then honestly, he just teleported. From like well far away from the, we weren't even close to the stage. He teleported. I looked up and he was on stage going, "It's not unusual." And I was like, what is going on? He's, it was so weird. Yeah, that was a really cool. That's mega. Off. And to go straight from like your Glastonbury to that, that you must have been on such a high. Yeah, yeah, we were. It was a really good summer, and we had some great gigs booked in for this year, but. For last year, but well, never mind. Are they getting? Are they getting moved to this year then? Some of them have. Some of some of them haven't. We had some really good support slots that I, I don't think are going to go. And I think aren't going to go ahead anymore. But yeah. there's something else will happen, and it's. I think it's important not to get too 
down and hung up over things that might have been. Yeah, exactly. So, like George has said, what's your um, what's your next kind of goal? Kind of pin- what what do you want your next like pinch me moment to be? If it was Glasto, I don't know. It's, it's a really good question. Like, I'm just taking it one day at a time at the moment. So, yeah, like I'm, I'm already doing crazy pinch me moments. Like, we're just releasing a single that's um, when this is on, it'll have been it'll come out last week with um, Frank Turner featuring on it. And you know, I've listened to Frank Turner for years. And I never imagined that we'd like collaborate on yeah. a song. So that's a pinch me moment already. And then also on this EP that we've put together, there's two other really big collaborations that we've not like released the details for yet of bands that I love and have listened to all my life. And and now we're playing to, like singing together on, on songs. It is crazy. Um, wow. So that's like a pinch me moment. And <laughs> Jules Holland would be, I, I think doing Jules would be uh, one of the, and I don't know I just want to see the world I just want to I want to go to America I want to do all the normal things I want to be dead famous I want to be in a hot tub (laughs) you've got exciting (laughs) things to look forward to I'm excited listening yeah Um, definitely so what's it been like recording these collabs in um, lockdown you don't have to mention any names if you don't want to but we'd like it if you (laughs) if you want to give it an exclusive (laughs) you can yeah well it's been good like I've I've written songs and um, had people in mind and then sent them to the people and said do you fancy this and then they all said yeah which was incredible and um then I got the vocals from from Frank Turner and, and just like opened them up for the first time and put them on the song and I was just like wow it just sounded exactly how I wanted it to and I got really I was quite emotional listening to that just like wow that and yeah so okay the next one is uh, Sleeper Louise Wenner I've loved Sleeper all my life so me and me and Louise do this duet on this song called Bad Things and it's one of the fa- my wow. favorite songs I've ever written and uh, when Louise sent the vocals again it was like oh my god that is just like it sounds like sleeper but it's my song and i'm on it and that's crazy especially because you wrote it in mind for these artists and the fact that you you can hear it back and you're like yeah exactly how i wanted it to sound i've done such a banger you know i've written this absolute banger song and sean ryder needs to sing on it yeah uh, i've not i've not like sent it to him i've tried to get in touch with him yet but if you are listening get in touch with me man like sean ryder needs to do the chorus and i'm telling you if he does it'll be bigger than dare it will be. <laughs> that'll be so exciting I can write songs better than Damon all but I don't even know who he is you said it now <laughs> so um, we ask a question every episode but because you're northern we're going to do a few more beforehand alright um, it's what, basically it's a basically a game to find so, out okay. how, how northern, northern you are, are. Um, okay I'm quite I think I'm quite northern go on so what Perfect. are your top three pies meat and potato pie but is number one firm number one but I can't just have a pie it's got to be on a bomb cake with ketchup extra pie oh, yeah extra, extra pies we were going to say have you tried a pie bomb <laughs> have I tried a pie bomb that is literally every single day of my life in school I had a pie bomb from Dawson's which is probably why I, my body looks like this but <laughs> Like, yeah, I can't have a pie without balm. What do you take me for? Oh, no, well, I'm, is it buttered? Yeah. yeah. I've never had one, so. You need to have a pie balm. I do. Or a pasty on a balm is also acceptable, acceptable <laughs> if you want a light snack. Yeah. But a pie, a pie on a balm is the one. And then I don't really, I don't really, meat and potato would be number one. Number what? two would be steak. 
And then meat and potato would be number three as well. <laughs> <laughs> what I are your... I don't want... I like some ridiculous pies. Don't give me your organic gourmet <laughs> oh, pie. Oh, no, no. About the curry no. I want it to be. I don't even know what the meat is in meat and potato. I like that. Yeah, it's a mystery. A good yeah, it's good though. That's part <laughs> of the... That's part of the charm. It's loose. It could be, it could be anything. It could be. <laughs> Depends Just where you me. buy it from. Um, what do you think of a butter pie? Oh, I love the a butter pie. Butter pie? Do you not know what a butter pie it's is? It's like buttery um, potatoes, oh. like diced buttery potatoes. You need oh, to get to no. Galloway's and we're getting... There's some meat in it. <laughs> no. Into it. Yeah, It's yeah. usually the veggie option at football. What would Marissy say? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what is something that what you use? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, something offensive. And you spoke about your takeaways after a night out in Lee, but what mm. was your favourite scran after a night out? Um garlic bread with cheese is yeah. my absolute downfall in life. Yeah. Like, it's so my good. Always like, every time I have one, she's like, garlic bread till you're dead. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, and it's coming. Because I feel like just whatever that grease that pours off a of garlic bread and cheese yeah. and lift it up, that is just all in my veins. Like, yeah. that's what's keeping me going. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a real bad thing with garlic bread with cheese. Yeah, that's fine, that. I think. Oh, God, it's so good, though. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. You can't... If life without garlic bread is like, it's just. It's not a life. Why? It's. <laughs> Not alive. Um, and the final question is. Oh, no, we've got another one. Oh, oh, we've got two more, yeah. So, <laughs> what do you call a bread roll? A bam. Oh, because that's what, so it what is. you Yeah, said. pie bam. That's what I call She calls bam. it a muffin. Like I'd a... call it a muffin. No, that's ridiculous. I'm no longer <laughs> going to speak to you. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting ignored. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> and um, the final one now is where does the north begin? In your life. Right your here. Mouth. <laughs> in the soul in your heart <laughs> just to show that I, I held my heart I think where's your heart is it that way or that way to your, to your left know. slightly on your left <laughs> I, I just, as you, just as you get out of London yeah <laughs> well that's what Londoners think isn't it they just think yeah. it's anywhere north of like I think if I give an answer it'd be Birmingham, Birmingham above yeah. yeah probably would be my serious answer yeah I don't know I think the north is everywhere no matter where I go in the world this is true there's always somebody from Lee it's so weird because like Lee is this tiny town there's probably like I don't know 18 people that live in Lee and no matter where you go in the world there's always someone about. There. I don't know someone ah my, my sister's married to a man from Lee and you'll know who he is yeah it, uh, no matter where you are you could be in Marrakesh and you'll you'll see the guy who does the taxes yeah I love that. I just love that anyway, because you'll know you'll vibe with them then, because you're like northerners yeah. to northerners. You're like, it yeah. is. It's a it's I a connection, you. isn't it? Like no other. Um, it is. And then we've got the last question, which we do on every podcast. So yeah, if you could um, go out, go out, out with anyone from and wait, let me do that again. <laughs> if you could go anywhere, like clubbing mm. or going to a gig or festivals or anything with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and where would you go? Is it only one person? We're open oh, to yeah. multiple add, answers. Add more. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I feel like clubbing's not really my vibe anymore. Like, I'd like to go to, it'd be like somewhere I could sit down and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. But there would be an element of live music. Yeah. Um, or a comedian. Well, I'd love, you know what I love? I love Russell Brand. I'd Aww. love to just chat to him. I've met him a couple of times and he's wicked, but I would love to just really have some good time to chat to him. Yeah. So yeah. I'd probably, I'd, I'd want to take Russell Brand, Liam Gallagher would be a laugh. Yeah. Um, 
who else would uh, I'm just going to take them two yeah that's solid just he, a little Russell and Liam Russell Brand's such an intellectual that you just have very you could stimulate in conversation wouldn't you you chat for hours and it'd feel like 10 minutes I feel with him <laughs> I've, like, I've got such a man crush on him like, every, every time <laughs> I've ever met him I've just just got lost in his eyes I and then he'll just say something crazily <laughs> intelligent like, oh god so, are you like the guy <laughs> off him forgetting Sarah Marshall who's obsessed with him have you yeah, watched that you're Sam like you're from London that one yeah such a sick he's like here's here's my demo you don't have to listen to it but you can (laughs) that that was literally me oh I love that film Um, so it's been really good to talk to you Um, I feel uplifted yeah same I feel feel really positive and it's been a good laugh Um, and we're really excited to see what comes out of 2021 for you but it's clearly been despite the difficulties are really good 2020 for you as well so um yeah thanks so much for joining us and yeah, yeah. we look forward to your new single which will be released at the time we publish the podcast so. yeah Excited. yeah go and check it out right now you little worms <laughs> you heard it here. oh no i ruined it i thought everyone a worm <laughs> they're not gonna do it now yeah exactly <laughs> all right thank <laughs> you so Tom. much thank you bye thank bye you. bye 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 <laughs> see you see you bye bye <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Going Out podcast with Skiddle. Don't forget to like, rate and subscribe wherever you hear this podcast. Thank you.